for episode 34 of Rolling Reviews. Today we are talking about Maxwell, the artist, and his fourth studio album, Black Summer's Night. Not to be confused with his fifth studio album, also titled Black Summer's Night. Which is different guys... capitalization, my friend. Yes, so the album we're talking about today came out in 2009, and the word black is capitalized. That other album, his the... I guess companion album or the follow-up album, uh, his fifth studio album of the same name has the word "summers" totally capitalized. So, little uh, little wrinkle there for you. Uh, but we are down to four sixty-seven on the list, and as you heard, and as always, we are joined by co-host Nick. Nick, how's it going today, my friend? Bueno. It means good. Bueno. It means good okay. in Spanish. Thanks for uh, translating for us. I appreciate it. Um, and I did want to point out that uh, Nick is enjoying a bowl of chili right now. Delicious. Even though, even though we're recording in the morning, like well before lunch. Look, look, it's 1030 and it's chili time. I don't know what to tell you. Meanwhile, I'm over here eating my off-brand Cheerios dry like a... Oh, like a dog. Old. Oh, yeah, three month <laughs> old. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so that's what we're snacking on today. And uh, thanks for joining us for our cooking podcast. I hope everybody uh, listening has a nice little bite to eat. You know what I'm saying? Black Summer's Night is the fourth studio album from Maxwell, released on July 7th of 2009 on Columbia Records. Just going to move right past that. Uh, it re- took a long time to record this album. He did a lot of recording between 2003 and 2009, so six years of material yeah, that's a, on that's this a big album. gap. What a comeback. It certainly is. It certainly is. Don't call it a comeback. Oh. <laughs> uh was recorded in New York City and clocks in at 37 minutes and 21 seconds. We have sweet. our first, yeah, right in the sweet spot. Um, we have our first appearance of a new genre. So everybody get out your genre bingo card and check off Neo Soul. Neo Soul, check. Neo Soul, check. And uh, if you have bingo, please let us know. Uh, the album <laughs> debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart and moved 316,000 copies in its first week. Dang. And was Maxwell's fourth consecutive platinum album in the United States. Also had four singles that came out, which were super successful on the Billboard 200 that we'll talk about in a second. Or sorry, the Hot 100. Um, so yeah, that's that's the album. Maxwell uh, produced the whole thing with with his buddy, uh, Hot David, H-O-D. Yes, that is the name. Nice. I don't know if that's a real or a fake name. Uh, I hope it's but real. Yeah. <laughs> that's I awesome. So. Uh, now uh, I want to be known as Hot Hot Nick. Thank you. Hot. Oh, I thought it was hot. Nah, you are hot, though. Oh, so oh hot. thanks, man. So are you. Got to lift those boys up. You know what I'm saying? 
Maxwell's real name is Gerald Maxwell Rivera. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, why did he pick Maxwell? Uh. Yeah, Gerald, not not a great first name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, he is kind of the, I guess, the father, the godfather of Neo Soul. He's the creator of it, along with uh, musicians uh, D'Angelo and Erica Badu. Um, they came up in prominence, especially Maxwell, in the late 1990s, and they created this kind of like fusion of soul and R&B that nobody else was really doing uh, and kind of created this whole genre, and, and that's kind of why this has made the list on top of the fact that it is an extremely success- successful album. Just a few more stats for you. Uh, the album received a few Grammy Awards at the 52nd Grammys, has sold over a million copies in the United States, which means it's RIAA Platinum. Nice. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's uh, successful. It did its, it's done its job. What a comeback for the artist, Maxwell. So... so Four singles I talked about, Pretty Wings, uh, debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot R&B slash Hip Hop song chart. Ended up on the chart for 47 weeks. Wow. So almost an entire year. Uh, and also spent 18 weeks and peaked at number 33 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, second single, Bad Habits, peaked at number four on the uh, Hot R&B Hip Hop songs list. Was on the charts for 46 weeks. Dang. And uh, peaked at 71 on the Hot 100. Third single, Cold, spent one week at 60, number 62 on the Hot R&B Hip Hop song list. And Fistful of Tears spent 24 weeks on the Hot Hip Hop and R&B list, peaking at number 11 and also hit the top 100 at 94. This album was also, I, I found this really notable, year-end charts that we talked about it before. 2009 year-end charts was for the Billboard 200 was number 22. It also remained in the chart for a whole nother year and ended up in the 2010 charts, U.S. Billboard right. 200 at 147. That's so an accolade. That's an accolade. When you stay relevant, your album stays relevant for a whole flipping year. That's that's impressive. Yeah. So Maxwell, I had never really heard of him before, Same. but apparently he's super <laughs> successful. Guy, yeah, so I feel like, yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like our, uh, garbage. Our music like that. knowledge there is is missing. Yeah. But, hey, uh, yeah. but it, look at the year though. All right, look at the years of when he released, and it makes sense for me in any way. I was not listening to. I was not looking for Neo Soul in two thousand freaking nine. No, I was. I, I was listening to Kesha. Yeah, not really. That is. It, okay. All right, I forgot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So Nick, you know, what'd you, uh, what'd you think of the album overall? Man, dude, I gotta tell you, didn't like the album. Really? Okay. Yeah. Didn't like it. Nope. Didn't like it. It's weird because, you know, we talk about Neo Soul as as a combination of soul and R&B, but there's also a lot of like jazz fusion in there too. Yeah. And and I know you're a big jazz guy. I do like jazz. I like jazz fusion. My favorite, uh, Bad Habits, I think had a lot of the fusion aspect of it. And all the other stuff, man. I just I don't think I like his voice. Mm. I think that's really what it what it uh, boils down to. Not, I mean, not knocking him for his talent. Obviously, he's very successful, but uh, it just doesn't uh, it doesn't resonate well with me. And uh, Pretty Wings was actually one of the most. Uh, it was very annoying. I, I <laughs> he just kept repeating Pretty Wings, and man, I, I where's the cut version too? These are on Spotify. These are the uncut version. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I would think that they cut it to time, like a lot of the instrumental, especially the outros. Like I would, okay, for radio, fair. I would, I would assume they cut it down. 
Uh, as Billy Joel once said, if you gotta, if, if you're gonna have a hit, you gotta make it quick. So they cut it down to 305. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's funny you say that. I think uh, pretty, so. Pretty Wings, if I remember correctly, was the the like top listen song on Spotify for our friend Maxwell here. For that for that album, yes, for that album, it has 51 million listens, uh, and the only top song for him is Ascension. Don't ever, uh, don't ever wander, wonder, not wander. Uh, that one has 73 million. So, Pretty Wings is apparently uh, if you want to listen to Maxwell, listen to Pretty Wings. I I also agree with you that I did not really like Pretty Wings that much. Mm-mm. However. I thought the album was phenomenal. Oh, really? I, yeah, I thought it was a really good album. I really enjoyed it. I did not know what to expect, but going into it, I, I thought it was great, man. I, I'm surprised to hear you say that you didn't like it. I, I really, I really got like a, like really soulful, jazzy feel from the album. Like the horns throughout, like the horns. I did like, good. yeah, I did like the horns. Really good. I did like the horns a lot. And there, and there are certain times her, the instruments uh, uh, got me good, but I don't, I. It's I wish I could voice. reiterate. Yeah, I guess it's just his voice, man. I, something about it. It just didn't. It didn't uh, um, get me. I yeah. wish I could be more technical with that, but it's my opinion, so who cares? He sings in a really high register. Like I feel like he never really comes down off of like a off like a higher key. He's mm-hmm. he's always singing like it's always really really high. Yeah. Like, so I think for bad habits, I think where he he first starts out singing. You know how Marvin Gaye sings. Yes. Where he has that second level, that's what it first started out as with that, and I was like, all right. And then once it changed for bad habits, once it changed where he was kind of a lower register, that I like that a lot better. But yeah, he. Uh And that's I got a lot I have a, a big feel and I can see where Neo Soul I can definitely see inspiration how could you not how could you avoid inspiration for Marvin Gaye um, just as I was listening to this sure and in my notes I have right here it says New Age Marvin Gaye was, yeah 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 it's definitely uh, I'm not the world's biggest uh, Marvin Gaye fan but uh, you know he for for whatever. Uh, whatever you want to call whatever the music he made was jazz fusion soul whatever he he is like one of the most popular and successful artists of all time 
Um, and, you know, Maxwell's right up there with him with the type of, I mean, yeah. I feel like Neo Soul is kind of like a throwback to like oh, yeah. music being made in the 60s. It, For it, sure. It was, I, I was very surprised by the album and I'm actually very surprised to hear you say that you <laughs> didn't like it. Yeah. I, I expected to come in here and, and both of us just be boosting Maxwell up like, wow, you guys got to listen to this. So uh, did you, so give me, uh, uh, do you, did you have any songs that you liked at all or not really? Bad Habits. Yeah. Bad Habits, Bad I, Habits I, I liked. A great song. Yeah. No, I, I like that one a lot. Uh, in fact, I'm putting that one on Nick's picks. I'll give him yeah. I'll give him that. I mean, it's in uh yeah. It's a great album opener too. Like it really yes. hits you hard. Um that's yeah, that's a great song. What else? Uh what else? And 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 before we move on from that one, it, that song like talking about the horns. Woo, man. Mm-hmm. That song has a great outro. I I feel like the last 3 minutes of that song is just like pure jazz. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, really I good. I appreciate the jazz. Uh, all the yeah, all the jazz parts in this album big uh big plus big, uh enjoyed a uh, fistful of tears also enjoyed um fistful of tears was a pretty good song i'd actually put that on lower on my list okay uh, but uh but you know I, at least you found some joy from the album i i have to say far and away my favorite song was playing possum mm-hmm. just like the good like we talk about yeah. jazz guitar that is like yeah quintessential jazz guitar like the scale ooh man <laughs> the second that song came in, I was like, okay, yep, this is, I know this could be my favorite song. I really yeah. like Cold, Cold as well, too. It's, it's a fantastic mm-hmm. song. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, feel like, so you know how, you know how I like, uh, uh, I got a lot of John Mayer vibe, too, from some of the songs. Well, John Mayer has a lot of, um, not yet. He has a lot of like blues. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, like, I, th- I think it's the the voice, man. The voice. I, I think, think it's so. I think it's the style of uh, of how he was singing, which uh, which maybe maybe that's maybe that's what turned me up because I'm not a Mayer fan. Uh, and when I did listen to the album, though, I was I think Max's gonna like this. Uh, funny, same record label. They're both on uh, Columbia. Oh. Uh-huh. For what for what it's worth, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that matters at all. Just want to point that out. Um, I'm trying to think. So John Mayer's album Battle Studies came out in 2009, same year, uh, which is like a very pop album. So I, yeah. I don't really, I get, I guess I get what you're saying with the uh, with the the vocal comparisons. John really does like to sing in that higher register too, and he's feeling it. Yeah. Um, but you would say that's what separates. Uh, Maxwell from like a Marvin Gaye because I know you do like Marvin Gaye's Marvin yeah. can kind of go 
anywhere he wants in this range where you felt yep. like Maxwell kind of stayed in higher registers mm-hmm. and yes. never came down. Yeah, that's that's what, yeah. That's exactly it. Nice, dude. You, you, you put words right into my mouth. Just feeding me those bites. Good. So uh, you're fired from the podcast. That's all, I, podcast. I'm just here as the funny man. That's it. That's all I'm here for. Just an empty so void. Yeah, laugh. <laughs> just laugh track. Wee, wee, wee. That's it. I'm just here for boy material. And then I escort myself out. All right. So pre-wings was your least favorite. Any other songs that really rubbed you the wrong way? Um, I think Stop the World did too. Yeah, that was not a great song. No, I didn't like that one. Yeah. Help uh, Somebody was okay. Yeah, I did like Help Somebody. Help Somebody was, was okay. I take, I take it back on that one. That one was all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Glad that one was all right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit, pretty, uh, in, in my uh, opinion, um, not something that I'd want to have on repeat, not something that I would uh, uh, put in uh, randomly in my shuffle. Uh, I will put Bad Habits in that. Uh, but for, yeah, but it's not like it's it's hard to listen to it at all. It's not like it's not, um, I just don't find it as interesting. I think is, that's the best word to say. I see. I see. I see. And I found it the opposite. I found it very interesting. Oh, the point I wanted to bring up is that when I listen, sometimes when we listen to music, mm-hmm. right, Nick, I'll listen to it. And I'm like, damn, every single one of these songs sounds the exact same. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I just listened to part six of the right. same song right. like, over and over, especially with new artists, too. Like, when, you're, when, you're my, when your mind and your ear tries to comprehend what you're hearing mm-hmm. for the first time. And yeah, because I've never all, listened to Maxwell before. You're right. Right. And so, and you know, they say like a lot of, a lot of bands have like a very, uh, distinctive sound. Right. And mm-hmm. then, so before you really can dive into their catalog, a lot, a lot of stuff might sound the same because uh, they're doing a lot of the same different types of progressions and things like that on, on songs, especially, uh, and in, in an album, like when they've been making music all together, you know, in, in a consecutive period of time for a certain amount of years, they're probably all into the same type yeah. of, of progressions and things like that. But, I felt like listening to this album, I felt like every song was so distinctive Mm -hmm. and so different. And like each song was very unique. And I mean, it might lend itself to the fact that it took him six years to get all this material. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is good, honestly. It is. I really thought it was a unique and kind of like, I mean, I guess the word I would use is mysterious. Like every time I listen to it, I mean, I've listened to this album now. Because it's so so it's so short. I I listen to it twice as well. I listen to it twice, and that's one of the benefits of the album too. Is where you can just go right through it and then rev it up again. And that's what I did just to make sure that I was right in my grounded opinion there. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, do I like this? You know, and I'm sure maybe after the third, maybe I'll give it a third listen too, and I'll I'll give an update to the people. (laughs) But yeah, so I listened to this album six times, like in the last two days. And like every time I listened to it, I was like, oh, I didn't hear that this time. Or mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. And like the first time I listened through to it, I was like, oh, wow, I really don't like this song. I really don't like this song. Like, like for instance, like Bad Habits, I didn't like it the first time I heard it. But by the third time I heard it, I was like, this is a great album opener. This song yeah. really hits. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm missing. My third listen. The, the, my final point that I wanted to make about the album is that I just – like we talked about with Jefferson Airplane, like I feel like the production value of that album was hot garbage. Right. Like really bad, like lo-fi, like almost like indie rock like type stuff. Yeah. This album, like I felt like the 
what's the uh, what's the term? Chef's kiss, like production. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the production was really good. Like yeah. Maxwell did a good job. No, I will. Yes, I, I agree with that too. It's a very uh, the time was worth very, it. It's a very polished, professional yes. sounding album. Yes, like it is. It's made by somebody who is a music professional who knew what they were doing, who wanted to put together a really beautiful album and. That's you know that's what they set out to do, and in my opinion, I, I think it's a really good album. And you know, uh, I'll I'll go ahead and, and start obviously with with the ultimate question. I do think that it belongs on the list. I you know I like I said I uh, I never heard of Neo Soul before, so this yeah. is a great introduction to kind of this. When we think about the '90s, we think about grunge bands and garage rock and and like like the coming up yeah, the... coming up of R and B and and hip hop, right? But I've never really heard or thought about what's going on in the neo soul silo because i didn't know it existed but yeah kind of like a resurgence right to see this album be so successful in a time when people weren't really making soul music anymore Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool it is pretty cool and reading about maxwell like the impact that he's had on popular music is is pretty incredible and and honestly like i said i felt like an idiot for not (laughs) for not knowing who it was yeah so definitely recommend this album i i I would put this like, I don't know, 490, 495, somewhere around there. I, I think it's a little high up where it is. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think it's, you know, I think there's better, more important albums that we've listened to so far, but I, I definitely think it deserves a spot on the bottom end of the list for sure. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that too, just to be because of the, uh, uh, not just a comeback story for the artist, but for uh, a genre itself, you know, putting a, a stamp on, and staying successful and relevant for years to come and the it being on the hot chart for a year that's that's impressive yeah like honestly like the success of the album is like it's pretty incredible yeah like, for for 2009 thinking about the type of music that was out there in 2009 yeah mostly garbage um, <laughs> <laughs> mostly uh mostly kesha the 2000 i would say for the majority of uh radio music anyway I, even though it's always had a very um bad rep uh it kind of died in 2008 in my opinion wait i thought uh video killed the uh radio star hey man i was in the 80s oh damn video kill buggles better be on here i'm cutting somebody i want my mtv oh Oh, dire straits dire straits dire straits better be on here i I start cutting some people bro that album is on there as as nick has brandished his pocket knife me through the screen but uh yeah so uh nick sorry your opinions are wrong on this one hey look we can't sorry, always be right all right. the time yeah they, except for me you know so. no okay <laughs> <laughs> that's a on fact to next week we've been waiting for this one for a long time nick. oh boy next week we have the beach boys yes one and of their, their f- album today one of their first albums that actually planted themselves is, hey, we can make albums instead of singles about girls and cars and the beach. We're not, we're not a surf band anymore. We're a band band. We're a band band. I'm very excited for this one. Nick's very excited for this one. The Venn yep, yep. diagram of music that we like together in the middle right there is the Beach Boys. It's so, blended. Uh, this is this is going to be a special episode, and uh, we're looking forward to sharing it with you guys. And uh, hey, Nick. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. 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 B
my affliction had to fill out my prescription 